Welcome to Prima's 2022 podcast series. My name is Shonda Ragland. I am the Senior Director of Education at Prima. On this Prima podcast, Brian May will discuss using social media effectively for growth and transparency. Brian is the AVP of Marketing and Business Development at Trident Public Risk Solutions. We will also be joined by Prima's Education Coordinator, Taekwon Gilbert. Taekwon will moderate the discussion. Enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Brian. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. So for starters, how do you expand your social media following? Great question. And it's interesting for public entities. Social media is relatively new in terms of types of communication that we've seen in the past. So it's still maturing, but at a more rapid pace. So for public entities, especially smaller ones, it's nice to look at social posts and stuff as a more like a digital town square, right? Because the concept of a town square has been around for a very long time. It's a place where people are already going to be in the first place. And it's a place to put information that's important to them because they're already going to be there, which is what social media has come versus posting information and stuff on your websites. People have to venture to that out of their way to get it. So growing your social, it would be similar or analogous to growing following in your town square, right? So it starts with setting goals and milestones and very specific goals around how many followers do you want to have and by when do you want to have those? So if you're first starting out, your engagement is going to be extremely important because you want people to see that you're responsive and engaging with your own content that you post. So setting a follower count goal to start with and then engaging with people who comment, like, post, and share, like thanking them and and putting your own flavor on the content that you do share. And then to plan ahead, you have to develop a schedule, right? Because in a town square type model, you would know ahead of time what posts are going to go up in that town square where people are going to be by. So you should do the same for social media, right? You have like holidays that you can post some content around, council meetings, parks and rec classes if you have those. Even more exciting things like potential road work, which everyone loves to hear about, or really cool stuff like concert and events. So by having a timeline set up and having a goal for where you want your follower account to be, you can kind of assign growth targets to each of those posts, right? So as you move through the content, you should see a continual growth in your town square visitors. And then as you engage with more content, you'll find there's probably more things you can add to your schedule or take away from your schedule or alter as you grow, right? And as you hit larger follower accounts, then your strategy tends to change, right? It's hard to be engaging with when you have, you know, a million followers or something, right? Just to be facetious. And in that case, the content you're doing is based on the trends in the interaction that you're getting on your social media. So it changes over time. But having that plan and setting your goals and being engaged and responsive to your constituents is what really grows quickly. How do you manage replies and comments on social media? That is a hot topic. And it's uh, coming up more and more often as people are more and more comfortable engaging with their public entities. So this one's tough to compare to the digital town square model, uh, unless you have, you know, people screaming and hollering in your town square or putting post-it notes on stuff. But the best thing that you can do is to create an actual social media policy, right? And have it posted publicly. 
you know, there's various examples of this online. I believe Prima's done some information around social media policies, which is always a great resource. But having that policy in place that addresses the types of comments when you'll be deleting stuff if it's not relevant or is, you know, maybe a bit factical or heated. And then having it in a place where people can see it, you can always point to that. Hey, here's our social media policy. This is like, if you get up in arms, this is why you'll never see this type of content because we don't, you know, we don't want it on there. And then, you know, ignoring some of the hateful stuff or deleting it, if that's part of your policy, right, is usually the best way to go versus, you know, feeding into the unfortunate trolling that we sometimes see. Now, how do you keep a public official's account private or public? And what gets posted on either? Yeah. So that this concept is growing as well, right? Because back to our digital town square model, you know, we our public officials would have their lives at home, but what gets posted in town square is just related to town business in particular, right? So you could treat social media the same. There's occasions when public officials should and are required to have their social media accounts public. And that's when they're discussing business, right? And when they're discussing town or county or public entity legislation, business information. Whereas if you make a account that's specific to just that, you can keep part of, and as long as you don't discuss business, you could keep your own private account because it's just for you, family. But as soon as you post anything starting or related to the public entity and the people that you serve, then there are arguments that it becomes public record and it can't be private anymore. So if you want to have a separate account that's private and you don't want it to be a part of the public eye, it needs to be about stuff that's only to you and only private to you. But that gives you the freedom to also have your public account where you can address all the official business and stay in line with your social media policy about the things that are being posted in the comments in that regard. How do you protect your social media accounts from trouble, both internally and externally? So again, referring back to our account center model, you know, we would have your board, but it'd probably be under lock and key, so not just anything can be put up there, right? So a similar thing occurs with your social media. Internally, right, it's managing credentials on the people who have access to accounts that are run by the entity itself, like the town of X. You know, there should be someone who assigned and works with that. And then you have their roles defined and then gating those roles to, to, have, to what they have access to, right? So a maybe a you know designer of graphics, they don't need credentials to post on the social media on their behalf, right? They just need access in order to create stuff and look at how the content was engaged with in the past. Whereas like a social media manager, a marketing manager, a talent manager would have full access right? So that they can police and control what gets posted and when it gets posted. And then by having it assigned and directed to specific roles, you can revoke that access if somebody leaves or if a role changes so that you know exactly who has access to posts. And it's not a mystery if something happens. And then there's also, you know, your external threats, which come from many different types of, you know, cyber threats, right? Cyber is always, you know, big and larger these days. So password security is an obvious one, right? Not making it something that's related to the town. You know, there's a lot of information about there about good password scrutiny, right? I like to say the password you can't remember is probably the best password because it means it's difficult to remember and guess, right? 
And as time has gone on, more places are also offering two-factor authentication, which says, I'm going to log in, and then you text your phone, you put that code in, and then you're fully logged in. And that protects you from people who actually get your password but can't get to your phone to secure that. And then, you know, changing all of those on a schedule, right? Making sure your passwords are updated every 90 days or changed, that your two-factor authentication is still in place. And outside of all of that, it's proper cybersecurity, right? It's managing, assigning, and revoking passwords entity-wide for all of their stuff, right? Because they are connected. So passwords from one might work on another. And, you know, it's easy to simply try once you have an email and password. And then your firewalls, your breach notifications, you know, there's a lot of really good information, again, from Prima and other sources on proper cybersecurity, but also goes towards social media because that's what people would see first, right? So if you forget to lock the town square post board and suddenly all kinds of stuff is on there that you didn't post and everybody thinks you did because it's right there in town square, then you have more fallout that you have to deal with. So keeping it under lock and key protects you and your image. Should you or should you not advertise your social media? That's a great question. So really, it becomes the ultimate culmination of all the things that, you know we've touched on here, right? Advertising puts your name out in a larger audience than you would see in your town square, right? And, and this is, again, not unique to social media, right? For your town square model, if you had a huge event, you would advertise outside of town. Maybe you have postings in other town squares to draw in people to your town, right? But in order to be prepared for that, all the rest of these things need to be in place. You should have your plan in place for your anticipated response, right? In the type of in the, in the type of content that would be posted or that you're advertising about, that you have that social media policy in place posted publicly, so that if anybody outside of your town square engages with you, they can access that publicly posted social media policy. Your constituents and your public officials, right, have their accounts separate or properly managed around that social media policy so that there's no accidental postings or incorrect postings. And then you have security in place because it's just simply going to invite more people to engage with your content. So if all of that's in place and your goal is to grow, then advertise it, right? Advertise that particular event through social media. And advertising could probably be a podcast all on its own, it is a complicated and increasingly exciting topic for public entities. But you see examples of this with large events in larger towns or even small towns that just have a local fair that invites other towns, right? Putting some dollars in to get to a larger audience can pay off in bringing more people into your town for what that event is, right? Or support the businesses in your town through you know, a proper policy for promoting local businesses. So. You should advertise, in my opinion, for the stuff that you want to reach a larger, a larger audience, but only when you have these particular items that we've discussed in place, because you're reaching a much larger audience. And if you're not prepared, then you could reach out farther than you want and get a greater response than you're prepared for. Budgeting is also you know, key to these. Set a budget in mind. How much do you want to spend? And you have to look at potential return on investment for how much you're spending, right? If you're going to spend $500 to advertise on social media in various places, 
know that what you spend could be used up very quickly, right? Because you pay a certain amount per click. And if you get in a big enough audience, that $500 goes a lot quicker than you might imagine. But anticipate that what you spend will have to return something to you or to the businesses that you're choosing to support for whatever this event is. Or if there isn't a monetary value assigned to it, that you wanted larger attendance for like a, a large local meeting of multiple municipalities to cover a topic that's important to people, right? That in itself has value, but not necessarily tied to financials like some of the stuff is. So it, it's a great way to reach more than just who would be in your normal town square every day. But you have to be careful of where uh, and who else is town square that that might land. We have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks to our speaker and all of our listeners. Please visit the Prima website to hear other Prima podcasts, view Prima webinars, read Prima blogs, and learn about other Prima educational resources. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and our very own Prima Talk. Have an amazing day.